Hello, and welcome to The Soul of Business with Blaine Bartlett. I am your host, Blaine Bartlett. And today's episode, um, as always, I'm pretty excited about all of these episodes, but this one in particular, I think, is really useful. Um, And I think you're going to find it very informative. My guest today uh, is Jennifer Watson. And there's a couple of things about Jennifer that I think are worth mentioning right off uh, the top of the the show here. First of all, she is... uh, a collegiate All-American, uh, track and field, University of Wisconsin. So uh, I, I mentioned that because I want to anchor that as part of the conversation that we have going forward because you talk a bit about how that striving for success in one sense became kind of a Band-Aid, uh, mm-hmm. covering up some deep-seated you know, mm-hmm. stuff that you had to explore and ultimately ended up exploring that set you on the path that you're on today. Mm-hmm. And what, uh, what Jennifer speaks to a lot here is soul and her, her work is specifically in the area of leadership and she works with ceos she works with executives uh and individuals you know looking at how do you uh, reconnect with soul and then partly for me and this is the reason i asked her to join us is how does that transfer into my work yeah how do i bring soul into my business and how do i actually connect the soul of the business with the soul of the individual so um, Jennifer, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, first and foremost, Blaine, for having me. It's an honor to be here, an honor to share hopefully some good stuff. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, you know, um, yeah, question I typically ask, and typically I always ask, is when you hear the term the soul of business, what does that evoke for you? What does that you know, you? that's such, such a great, great, great question. And I will say, first and foremost, it's missing from our personal life, our business life, our daily life. And that's a reason why a lot of us are flailing right now. I'm going to be quite honest with you, a major component why. But I think think it's really important to look collectively first at how human behavior really evolves over the years. And, And especially as leaders of businesses, kind of the general template that a lot of us start with. And I know you mentioned um, me being a collegiate athlete and it was an amazing experience. You know, I had so many wonderful components and people I met and I did learn so much quote about leadership, about working hard, team, communication, fall down, get back up there. There was so much there, but I will say this, what a lot of, I'll just call it overachieving, high competitive, driven, people, which is most business owners, I'll be honest with you, and most leaders, it's a a beautiful gift, but it's overdone sometimes. And what happens often, what happened with me in my journey is I started creating a little connection between quote significance and who I was as a being to quote success. And again, success is so relative, right? From person to person, then we start comparing with people. But what happened is when I did it more for other people and to get the accolades and get the significance from others. The more I did, the more I started falling away from soul leadership, my soul purpose, my soul truth. And by the end of the day, I had severe depression, even though I was an All-American. So people were like, are you kidding me? And honestly, this is a common theme, Blaine, that I see with a lot of high achievers. And again, now that I'm a business owner for many years now, where they're like, Jen, I'm doing this. And on the surface, they look so, quote, well. And behind the closed doors, they're like, 
I'm sipping soup through a straw. I'm on the floor. I'm drinking. I, I don't even know what my sole purpose is. And mm -hmm. so my own journey began at a very young age to understanding and transitioning from a competitive athlete to business, how important soul alignment how important spiritual alignment was like absolute necessity. And actually I will say in business, the number one thing that needs to be addressed even for the business blueprint and going to your question. I know we're going to delve in that a little bit more is soul to me is spirit. That's the first thing. First thing I think about. And ironically, you know how a lot of us choose a word for the year, you know, obviously we have a lot of goals, you know, one month goals, one year goals, five year goals. And I, I do, I choose a word every year. And one of mine this year was spirit. And this is actually was before the quarantine and the coronavirus and everything going on right now. I felt intuitively it was the right word for me and actually the world. And the interesting thing is going back to my, my point just a minute ago is I do believe it is missing the spirit or I call it the spiritual truth, the spiritual vision of people, not only again in business, but collectively in a community in their own home, it's being questioned. And we can go into what I, I believe that is, but I do believe soul business, soul alignment, soul with your family is really dialing in your spirit and what your spiritual truth is. And I do have ideas of what I believe is needed to address in spiritual truth. So yeah. Yeah, and I, and I do want to explore those. You raised some interesting points here. One of them uh, you know, is just how, how success gets defined. Mm -hmm. And, um, I think Earl Nightingale years ago defined success. Uh, he may have been paraphrasing somebody else, but it's, it's the continual striving or the continual realization of a worthy ideal, mm. the continual realization of a worthy ideal. Mm -hmm. And that brings to mind, you know, just, you know, whose ideal is it that I'm actually chasing? Yeah. And you know, when it's a worthy ideal by definition for me, it, it's one that is evoked from inside out. It's not 100%. imposed from outside in. Right. Somebody doesn't right. tell me that's right. a worthy ideal. Right. right. That's something that I discover for myself. And then I start moving towards it. Yeah. Um, and then yeah. you also, you know, by looking at, you know, metals, when you know, we start looking at the accoutrement of success mm -hmm. and, this has been my experience in a lot of the coaching work that I've done and business leaders are driven, you know, mm -hmm. particularly at the levels yeah. at which I work, they are yeah. absolutely yeah. driven. And partly yeah. because the street is you know, insisting on quarterly numbers. I mean, there's just all kinds of yeah. stuff that comes in, yeah. but they, they start to begin to go to the place where I am my results. Mm -hmm. And if the results fall yeah. off the cliff, I kind of follow along with them down right. on that downward trajectory. Right. Right. So being able to separate the I am, I think mm -hmm. is really an important piece. And this is the soul work, I think, because the yeah. I am is you know, Yahweh. It's, it's, mm -hmm. it's, the, yes. uh, it's, it's the name of soul. Yes. The, uh, that, that spark that brings life to what it is yeah. that I am. And I become an out, you know, my, my mm -hmm. world becomes an outward expression of my inner Source. And you know, I find that a lot of people that are successful, remember a lot of, I love what you said about just it being a, you know, a healthy intention. Like you're giving something to the world and it's not about you per se or about the attention, the whatever from other people. But I will say this, 
we start getting competitive and motivated at young ages and many of our beliefs, and I know you've probably heard this too, are developed around the four to six years of age and our prepubescent ages. And this is when we're starting to get successful at things and finding out what we're good at. And that's, I think, where the breakdown happens. I'm going to be honest with you, where we start connecting, quote, pats on the back and medals and accolades to significance instead of going back to what you're just saying that I believe my passion purpose and I'll just say my gift right now is running and I'm going to express that into the world as a beautiful thing for people to look at as an example of to follow your dreams or whatever my goal was. And I think the people I'm working with now, we have to kind of break down that pattern that was so ingrained at a, I'll call it developmental stage. And the thing is, I always say, it's not a bad thing. It's just like ego's not a bad thing. It's a bad rap all the time. It's not a bad thing. Pride's not a bad I thing. You know, it, it motivates us to achieve things. But what I, I think what has happened, and correct me if I'm wrong, if, what your thoughts are on this, but we've gotten so much into this driven, action-oriented, against success accolade state and remember pride ego action state is a beautiful thing but it's also our masculine side so men and women that have masculine feminine sides uh, you know obviously we the feminine side has a certain entity and a masculine side has a certain entity And what i tell a lot of my men and women is we need to fan also the feminine side and our feminine side is actually what you're talking about our inner soul creation because our feminine side allows us to express our creativity our mm -hmm. soul wellness, our path, purpose, and vision is all our creative ideas in tools and what we develop for templates for whatever we're doing is in that phase. And what's that happened, we spent so much time in this other phase, we've thwarted, kind of distorted this other side that allows mm -hmm. us to be just our truth, our true vision, our path, purpose, why we're here on this earth. And they both have beautiful sides, but where, where I've seen it go wrong among taking just soul out, you know, that's just completely has gone out is we've gotten a little bit too much into the masculine phase in both men and women. And I think there's different reasons why that is, but I will say we have to, and I do coach differently with men versus women and how to fan that side. But there's a lot of underlying things of, to have to stay in the masculine side to be successful too and no emotions. And the, the, the other part of feminine side is also your emotional intelligence lives there. Your intuition lives there. Your luscious soft side lives there. And you need both at different times. And knowing when to t dial in one versus the other is really important. But if you want to get back into your soul alignment why you're here, also why you're doing maybe a certain business to give to the world, you better be on that other side because you're not going to get it in the action phase. And, yeah. and that's really yeah, what I would say is the, the biggest yeah. thing. Yeah. In that sense, you know, the I am and the way that we're talking about it, the I am is not the same I am that thinks. Right. Yeah. So I want to listen to that other I am. And yeah. one of the beauties I think, and I, and I use the word beauty here very specifically um, is of, of the COVID, uh, uh, catastrophe or whatever we, label we want to place on this, yeah. it has enforced quietude if we've been able to open up to that. Yeah. And, you know, I know for me, as I look around where I'm at here for the last three months, I've gotten a lot quieter. Mm -hmm. uh, I've, yeah. I've been doing a lot less and actually reflecting a lot more. Mm -hmm. And what's interesting, it's, all, it's a real interesting paradox. I've been more productive, more creative, more insightful. Um, and I think more, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for here? Uh, inspired mm -hmm. um, over yeah. this last three months. And I have probably in the last five years, four years it's or amazing. so. Yeah. And the consequence of just 
having to sit, mm-hmm. <laughs> for lack of a better word. Uh, but the doing this, yeah, I, this is the longest stretch uh, in my career, you know, over 40 years that I have not been on an airplane. Mm. And there's something about sitting on my deck, looking out at the deer walking by going, yeah. okay, life yeah. about. Yeah. And there's something about that that you know, mm. sparks some different ideation. Yeah. And it and takes, it takes, a, a way. yeah. And it takes a lot of courage to, to go into that space because when we're in action, often it, it's, we use action. I call it the lazy busy. Uh, mm-hmm. A lot of my workers do the to-do list and they're actually self-sabotaging because they don't want to deal with their pain of something that they're really afraid of. So what's happened in the, during this time is people are put full throttle on their greatest fears, their greatest weaknesses, and it's put them a little bit in the primal state of being because we're all about safety. That's our brain. It's naturally gonna wanna go there because it wants to keep us safe. It's, it's not a bad thing, but for us to grow, like I said, this pause time, like this is my fears, where are they coming from? What are these blocks and how can I grow past it? And this is often where I do believe in mentorship and coaching and counseling because it's a scary space for people, you know, and we know health and wealth have been really triggering for people. The two top fears for most people are poverty and death, you know, so there's a lot of triggering going on. But if we take a deep breath, like you said, and are willing to have courage to go, okay, this is my fear. Is it an erroneous fear? Is it an old belief pattern? Can I get someone to help me process through it? Because I believe, and I don't know about your audience, but that each of us individuals were created for a reason to give back to the world. And we can't mm-hmm. do that if we're in a primal state of being, a fear state of being. It's important for us to address that, which we've had this beautiful time to do that, to surrender and reflect. And it's hard. It can be very painful and scary, but if you get the right support system and integrate certain tools, you can rise. I believe this time period can be a beautiful time period for people to 100% rise, they get through their fears and their blocks. I help a lot of people with that right now and move it into the space of success. We've seen it in history. This does not have to be doomsday overall. And I do believe there's a, a potential for huge spiritual enlightenment and it does start with your soul. And it starts with you surrendering in that feminine space and going, whoa, this is painful. I don't like this, but what do I need to learn from this so I can? Because to be honest, a lot of my clients are like, I wasn't liking what was going on anyway. I was successful, but it sucked. Mm -hmm. The life was literally sucking the life out of me. And so they have this awesome opportunity to deal with some old darkness, you know, and it's always been there. Yeah, It's always been there. And that's the point that I think, uh, you know, just reading some of the material that I read preparation, uh, Mm -hmm. preparationally for our interview. Yeah. That dive into, you know, uh, the dark night of the soul, if you will. It's actually the dark night of the ego. I think the soul has always got light. But the dark night of the ego, where the ego has to actually come to terms with, you know, what's really going on here? What are the fears? What, you know, where where are the wounds that uh, actually my busyness is hiding? Yeah. Uh, And until I actually come, there's an interesting paradox, I think, in play here. When, you know, in vulnerability, an old mentor of mine, a fellow by the name of Wilshutz, Dr. Wilshutz, um, said that, you know, people connect through vulnerability. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they, and, and then I added on to that, they disconnect through certainty mm-hmm. and it's that certainty that the ego provides. This is mm-hmm. who I am. This is what I yeah. do. This is so to move past that certainty and be vulnerable is scary mm-hmm. and vulnerability totally. 
it's you know, the old Leonard Cohen song, you know, this is, you know, the crack is where the light gets in mm -hmm. uh, yeah. or has an opportunity to move. Yeah. So <clears throat> from a tool perspective, and this goes into kind of a doing this piece, but how do I do being in that way? I think that's a phenomenal, phenomenal question. And I use business examples because I know a lot of your audience are, are career oriented, business oriented people that really want to dial this in. And, you know, it's again, combining the masculine and feminine side. I'm going to be honest with you. So for instance, let's say you're getting back, transitioning into connecting physically in contact with your team again, the opening up that vulnerability is going up to the person and gosh, go figure saying the old school question how are you? Yeah. How are you? Not, oh, by the way, let's get ready for the meeting. There's 20 things to do. This is what you do because this is your job and this is how good you're at it. Do, 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 right? So the whole, what you said, surrender be part of us connecting with our people, whether it be family or your business, how mm -hmm. are you? Because that opens up a sense of not only vulnerability from you, but then they feel they can be vulnerable back and there could be an honest conversation that happens. Well, you know what, Jennifer, I'm, not doing great. You know, my health has been in the tank and whatever it is. And then we can offer services. Then we get to know them better Then we can have empathy. And then guess what happens when you offer empathy, maybe some solutions. And if you're like, I don't know some, but I'm going to contact you to someone who does like, Oh my gosh, this person really cares about me. And then all of a sudden you get around your circular table where now we're going in the mask mode. Okay. Listen, we're in a new space right now. I want some feedback. This is what you're good at Jane Doe. How can we create a couple action steps in our overwhelming, but allow you to support yourself with all your beautiful gifts, but support us and our team. It comes off so much better. And again, it's the whole balance of feminine masculine side. And that's where intuition comes in. It's a give take a little bit, um, you know, and it's not to be like all oh, sexist or anything for women. It is a little bit easier that intuitive emotional intelligence piece, but men can have it too. It's just learning to fan it, you know? And yeah. I think if you do that and you play that dance a little bit and just start with the simple question, be like, I don't want to say to them, Jennifer, I really want them to do this. I'm like, just ask how they're done. You'd be surprised how far that will go right now. Cause they're feeling seen, heard, and loved. And ultimately at the end of the day, besides wanting to use our passions, purpose, and gifts to serve the world, we want to be seen, heard, and loved. We want to connect with people. And, and that's very important as a business leader of your team, is very important as a you know, team member of your family, that people are feeling heard and ultimately heard loved. And that yeah. just pulls you into a space of, of being. Yeah. It does. You know, one of the things that I'm working with a, a number of my clients with right now that are you know, um, in leadership roles, which by definition, everybody is in some way, shape or form, right. um, is to really start attending to your listening. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Rather than you know, thinking that you need to be directive. Yeah. yeah. Practice listening more because right now I, mean, I, I saw uh, a statistic uh, the other day as I was prepping for a webinar that I was doing, mm -hmm. um, that 35% of the American workforce, and this is the American workforce, 35% of the American workforce does not want to come back to work primarily because they don't feel safe. Mm. They yeah. don't feel safe. And that's, that's a big chunk of people. That is huge. And, you know, as a leader, I need to listen to what their concerns are. Right. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, mitigating risk. I mean, that's mm -hmm. one of the things I do as a business owner right. is I need to mitigate risk. Well, what's been at risk from a public sector perspective is now morphing into a private sector issue. How do I set my business up to handle you know, COVID-19 as an yeah. example? 
And I uh, think the government, quote unquote, was supposed to. They yeah. weren't doing a particularly good job of that at the yeah. federal level. Uh, but at states, it's it's kind of a crapshoot. Yeah, I've got a lot more control in my business than anybody else does about yeah. how we actually you know, have people feel heard, see themselves as being safe, yeah. and you know they are considered. You know, yeah, they, they feel like somebody's got their back. That's yeah. a big deal. It, it's a it's a huge deal. And I will say this: what I say to all leaders right now, they're like, "I'm afraid, Jen. What are you?" And we said, "We'll ask them how they're doing for one, because you get to find out yeah. where their fears. And maybe there isn't all this 35 percent. They're like, "Yeah, let's get back to work." You, you put a, you project a lot of problems out there when they're not there until you just ask. So I think the first step is finding out: is this real? Like, where is it? I have health risk concerns. I have financial. How are you going to take care of us? And this is what I say: whatever their concerns are, if you have the answer. So I'm a wellness practitioner. So I have a lot of information on ways to create immune boosting health, health in general, that can create a lot less fear. And then I have the business. So I kind of have a little bit of both sides, which is really a nice piece to have. But I will say this, even if you don't have both and they have some questions, honesty, like, you know what, Jane, I don't know some answers on that particular wellness question, but I want you to feel safer. So I'm going to find out and get other people that will come in for free webinars. Okay. You're getting it all the time on how to boost immunity. I literally did a webinar for a company on how to boost immunity as they were transitioning back and keep themselves safe in a beautiful environment. So if you don't have the answer, it is easy to get someone because people are dying to get, you know, some information out there, whether it be financial, a wealth concern or a health concern. So First, find out truly if what their problems are, if there are struggles at all. And then from there, offer your expertise. And if not, like, I'm going to get back to you so we can create some ease and flow here to get what we want to do done epically. And I think that really shifts people a lot. But I'm going to say this, Blaine, you know, to anybody out there that's going back to work, you know, I want you to feel safe and I want you to feel empowered. I don't care if it's a health wealth concern, but at the end of the day, your boss, your leader is not going to do it for you and right. they shouldn't. And I'm being that, I don't want to say that harshly, but what we've had an opportunity to do is understand that we have a power to change ourselves, whatever mm -hmm. our fears are for the last several weeks, whether it be on health, whether it be on money, finances, like with the buck starts and stops with us and we have to be honest of where our fear and struggle is at and then reach out appropriately whether it be you, Blaine, or whoever. And I do 100% believe that. So responsibility has to be 100% ours because once you go that route and then you come back to work, Blaine, with you, like, I believe this is my issue and this is why and I want to do action steps to help myself, Blaine, and then ultimately yep. help this team. And when they take responsibility, then you also open up more, right? Because you're like, wow, they're, they're taking responsibility too. So I think it's, it's a copious, it can't just be, I'm coming to work. What are you going to do for me, Blaine? Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. You know, Marcus Aurelius, you know, the Stoic uh, philosopher, the emperor of Rome. Uh, and this is, I was looking away as you were speaking here because it used, you know, you brought something to mind for me. Um, he, he said, get active in your own rescue. If you care for yourself at all and do it while you can. Yeah. Yeah. You have to be active. We so and again, this is the soul. I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about this. Mm -hmm. um, my ability to express who I am isn't in anybody else's hands mm -hmm. ever. Yeah. And I need to be able to find ways to do that, regardless of what the environmental constraints yes. might be. Yeah. And that includes being able to take care of myself. To, yeah. You know, you know, and, monitor and my health and well-being. Yeah. And people don't realize it's actually very empowering. It doesn't mean you don't oh get support God. ultimately. And I love that. And I love that quote by him. I'm like, people on average that I start with, 
and even that have been very quote successful have not been active in their own healing, whether it be financial healing, health healing. I'm like, are you joking me? Like it's not anybody else's responsibility ultimately. And in going back, like you said about soul, and that's the reason why if people are really wrong, like Jen, I know where to start. That's why I start with your spiritual soul truth, because for me, spiritual soul truth spiritual soul aligned leadership spiritual soul aligned business what how wherever you're putting it it does start with three components of spirituality of soul truth and those to me are the first what how do you connect with the higher intelligence you know i'm I'm a believer, you know, I'm a, I'm a Christ follower, but that's how I connect to the higher intelligence. Someone else might connect a different way, you know, but understanding what your connection is and how you communicate with a higher intelligence, you know, or you don't believe in a higher intelligence, it doesn't matter, that's still a belief. Number two yeah. is looking at your path, purpose, vision, and gifts. And, and that changes and more so the years, but you have to readdress that all the time because that dials you into then making the right decisions on where you want to go in wealth, in career, in family relationships. And then third, finally, my piece that I find gets missed a lot in this whole soul alignment that we're trying to teach people. They're like, well, yeah, we know those two. I'm like, great. Well, what about this one? What is your truth? What do you believe is good, true, and right? Because right now people are questioning, actually. They're, they're fighting each other, so to speak. And you know, my hope is let's not fight, but come to the table and, and look at each other's with empathy viewpoints on this. But no matter what, you better know what you believe is good, true, and right, because it is part of your spiritual path for business, for your personal relationships, for any success. So for anyone I start, we look at blocks for sure, spiritual blocks, emotional blocks, beliefs about health, wealth, everything, because blocks are huge and we got to get past that. But on top of that is understanding what your truth is, what you believe is good, true, and right. And that's actually, I feel the missing piece in soul-aligned leadership, in soul-aligned mm-hmm. mentorship, in why people are still flailing a little bit. And they need to sit down and have that conversation with themselves. Like you said, let's go back to take an active step, an active part in your healing, but also after that, your future. You have one life, right. at least one life on this yeah. earth that we know of. Everybody else after me, I believe in afterlife. But again, what people believe beyond that, what I'm saying right now with this present life, we have one life. Oh so you better get what your spiritual alignment is. And there's huge, and I know we could go really sciencey. This is not woo-woo stuff, you guys. They have found when there is an empowerment, when you're in a, what I call a spiritual high, like a run, it's almost like a runner's high and you're really dialed in like, oh my gosh, this is what I want to do when I grow up. This is what I want to do with my business in your like, creative zone. They, it shows that it activates not only your microbiome, which is in your gut, that gut mm-hmm. intelligence, that's higher intelligence, but activates dopamine, serotonin, the happy pills, activates the creative part in your mind, activates muscle stimulation, blood vascular flow to all areas of your body. Like you're literally on this body high. You know why? Because you're in your spiritual alignment. And when you're not yeah. is when you're feeling anxiety, depression, comparison, fear, primal state fight or flight, you know, all those other, I call them negative emotions, but aren't negative. They're just your yeah. body's beautiful way of saying you're they're not there yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're contractive. They are expansive. And, yes. and that's a big distinction. You know, you, we, we started off talking about the, you know, the nature of success, you know, mm-hmm. you know, the, the, the continuous pursuit of a worthy ideal. Mm-hmm. The idea here being, um, what's the truth? Yeah. yeah. My, the truth of my success isn't defined by anybody else. It's my right. truth. And, uh, and I love that you bring that in as your third piece, because it actually does resonate, I think. There are a lot of things that people can do. And the one that oftentimes is missed is having the, um, 
having having found a way to still myself long enough to begin to identify what is my truth and it's my truth i mean there's seven billion people on this planet yeah. mm -hmm. and each one of us to your point is a unique gift it's, nobody else ever yeah. will look act yeah. behave think see smell taste yeah. the way that i do yeah. so there's a uniqueness to what i bring right. as an expression of soul right. into this visible world yeah how do i how do i leverage it what's the truth of that expression yeah. and you know what's interesting i even have people that say you know what jennifer i actually know what my spiritual truth is and i know my dark parts and things that have brought me to this this point in my life but the second piece of that that people have to get through is we have a strong strong need to be a part of something of mm -hmm. someone of, of a community and we have a strong fear of abandonment and rejection mm -hmm. so and we're seeing it and you guys and i'm just going to name it i'm going to throw it up the elephant out in the room you know we have a lot of shaming going on with people that are believing their truth and, and again this is not trying to be political it's just there's a lot of different beliefs ideas of how we need to handle this and there's a hundred percent public shaming going on and that's why a lot of people are pulling in and not wanting their spiritual truth and it's creating the same spiral we talked about that it does take courage to when you finally know your spiritual truth and own your dark spots and what you've learned that you take a deep breath, you surround yourself with people that you know are gonna be there for you, and you finally have to step into it in love and courage. You know, and I do believe in that, even if you disagree with someone, how can you do it in a loving, courageous way? But you have to do it. And I see people flailing, they're like, well, I do. I'm like, well, have you talked to this person that offended you, that went off on you? Like, well, no. I'm like, your spiritual, spiritual side is being broken, your soul, because you're backing out of what you believe to, to fit in. So literally behavior psychology 101 is we're seeing people's need to fit in override their freaking truth. And that is scary. And I will say yep. you will continue to be a walking zombie and I'm not trying to be ex extreme, a soulless, you know, person walking around in this physical body. And we're, yep. we're actually spiritual beings, soul beings taking part in this physical life. So if you're not doing that, you're not stepping in love and light and you can't again, mm -hmm. be attached to the result. They may take respond well or not, but I've had to learn this the hard way, you know? And I'm like, why oh, yeah. is it so yucky? Because I didn't stand up for myself. Right. Didn't so we've all done it. Like I'm not preaching this without telling you guys I've been there. But that's the yeah. part of figuring out your spiritual truth. If you know it, great, but then you better stand up and grow some kahunas. And, yeah. and that does take some, some collaboration. And it's a courageous conversation. And yes, first and totally. foremost, a courageous conversation yes. with self. Yes. I will not be triggered by anything external unless it lives in me in some way, shape, or form. Yes. So the place to go initially is not out there to fix anything. I have to come in, in, inside. What's going on here? Mm -hmm. How is this being expressed out yes, there? Totally. And if I can get a handle on it in here, it will start to transform the experience yeah. of what I have out there. I yes. guarantee that's the way that works because soul it. is undifferentiated. Yes. It exists everywhere. Yes. It shows up in different forms, yes. but it is undifferentiated. Totally. And that's Amen. The power of this. <laughs> Amen. Yes. Raise your hand. Amen. Yes. Very, very good point. Well, J Jennifer, where can people find out more about what you uh, are up to? Because we, we didn't touch on your background really around kinesiology. I mean, you're yeah. trained, uh, yeah. you, you, you've got a fascinating yeah. uh, pedigree here. And I yeah. use the word pedigree very specifically here because it, it, yeah. it's fulsome. Yeah. Uh, how can people find out more about who you are and what you're up to? 
Absolutely. So I am active on all social media handles, uh, LinkedIn, Instagram, and Facebook under Jennifer Watson Leadership. You can also go to my website, jenniferwatsonleadership.com. But you're also you're very right, Blaine. I have, I'm a 20 plus year practitioner. So I have a lot of beauty and wellness, but I've made three businesses around wellness from vitality, health coaching to integrative physical therapy and integrative care. And then the leadership component because I've had business leadership skills. So I dial in a lot of the spiritual truth with the coaching and I do so much different body work and so many different things. But yes, it's been a beautiful dance because I love to combine wellness and leadership. And I find my business leaders, my career people, and even if you're just leader of your home, it, everything we work on dominoes affects into everything beyond business, you know? Yeah, so I love absolutely. working with people on all levels. Yes. Thank you so much. Oh, that shows. <laughs> that, that definitely shows. Um, my guest today, Jennifer Watson and Jennifer, I want to thank you very much. I want to just kind of close off here. Um, I, I came across a quote from uh, John Kennedy, um, that I think is really appropriate for where we're at today. And he was talking, uh, this was actually a commencement, uh, talk that he gave at the university of California, uh, Berkeley. Okay. Uh, back in 62. So it goes back quite a, quite a number of years. It, yeah. uh, quote, I am reminded of the story of the great French Marshal Liete, who once asked his gardener to plant a tree. The gardener objected that the tree was slow growing, would not reach maturity for a hundred years. The marshal then replied, well, in that case, there's no time to lose. Plant it this afternoon. And today, a world of knowledge, Kennedy goes on to say, a world of cooperation, a just and lasting peace, maybe years away, but we have no time to lose. Let us plant our trees this afternoon. Oh my gosh, so, I love that. Who is that guy again? I, th I feel like I haven't heard that quote and I've heard a lot. <laughs> John, John, John Kennedy. Yeah, Kennedy. gosh. Gosh, I have not even heard, I've heard many of his quotes for sure. So I I've have not too. heard that one. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, I came across that one. And just, I want to thank you very much because you've given permission, I think, in a lot of ways for people to go inward and look at, you know, metaphorically here, what's the garden that I'm growing my life out of? So the more I till that, the more I attend to it, uh, I can plant a lot of seeds there, mm -hmm. but I start today and they will show up out there in the future. So again, Jennifer, thank you so much. I appreciate thank it. Thank you so much for you having me, Blaine. What you do. Thank you. I appreciate it. I love you. Thank you so much. <laughs> My pleasure. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. <laughs>